Good morning, everyone. Uh, we're in 2 Corinthians 10 again this morning. So if you'd like to turn to 2 Corinthians 10 and verse 7. Verse 7, look at what is before your eyes. If anyone is, is confident that he is Christ's, let him remind himself that just as he is Christ's, so also are we. For even if I boast a little too much of our authority, which the Lord gave for building you up and not for destroying you, I will not be ashamed. I do not want to appear to be frightening you with my letters, for they say his letters are weighty and strong, but his bodily presence is weak and his speech is of no account. Let such a person understand that what we say by letter when absent, we do when present. Not that we dare to classify or compare ourselves with some of those who are commending themselves, but when they measure themselves by one another <clears throat> and compare themselves with one another, they are without understanding. But we will not boast beyond limits, but will boast only with regard to the area of influence God assigned to us to reach even to you. Well, we're not overextending ourselves as though we did not reach you, for we were the first to come all the way to you with the gospel of Christ. We do not boast beyond limits in the labors of others, but our hope is that as your faith increases, our area of influence among you may be greatly enlarged, so that we may preach the gospel in lands beyond you, without boasting of work already done in another's area of influence. Let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. But it's not the one who commends himself who is approved, but the one whom the Lord commends. Uh, boasting or bragging, I think we can all agree, is a bad thing. Even when we try and be sneaky about it and do it in the form of the humble brag. So the humble brag, in case you don't know, is a phenomenon on social media where we boast, but we try to be humble at the same time. So here are a few real-life tweets, uh, not from anyone in this room. Um, it always feels a little odd to me when I get recognized randomly in public. I never know what to say. I'm glad it doesn't happen often. Um, <laughs> Watching my segment on the news and cringing, listening to my voice on TV is so painful. Uh, man, this is so unfair. Why did the Lamborghini dealership not tell me I'd get pulled over at least once a week in this car? Time for a Corolla, LOL. Um, and uh, Christians, Christians are not immune from this. Uh, so here's um, uh, one Christian leader. I am truly humbled that you follow my tweets. I pray they enrich your life and strengthen your ministry. God bless all 200,000 of you. Uh, <clears throat> or here's another one, again, from no one, no one is going to, don't even try and work out who this, no one would know this person. Uh, very thankful to have graduated from Seminary X, but totally humbled to hear that I topped my year. Okay? <laughs> Boasting is bad. Boasting is bad. Uh, the, verb, the verb to boast occurs 20 times in 2 Corinthians, uh, more than the rest of the New Testament put together. It's a key theme in the letter. And 17 of those 20 occurrences are found in chapters 10 to 12. So it is a, if not the key theme in this part of the letter. Boasting is bad, but I guess by now you're thinking of the exceptions. You're thinking verse 17, boast in the Lord. That's, that's okay, I guess. Or what Paul says in 11.30, if I boast, if I must boast, I'll boast of the things that show my weaknesses. My weakness. I imagine those are our basic rules. 
Boasting is bad. If you are going to do it, it should only be in the Lord or it should only be about your weakness. And yet in these chapters, Paul doesn't stick to those rules. Verse 8, even if I boast a little too much of our authority, which the Lord gave for building you up and not for destroying you, I will not be ashamed. Paul unashamedly boasts of his authority. Uh, Verse 13, we'll not boast beyond limits, but we will boast only with regard to the area of influence God assigned to us to reach even to you. Paul won't boast beyond limits, but he will boast with regard to the area of influence the Lord has assigned to him. And it's going outside of our passage, but perhaps most strikingly of all, uh, chapter 11, verse 9, when I was with you and was in need, I did not burden anyone, for the brothers who came from Macedonia supplied my need. So I refrained and will refrain from burdening you, Corinthians, in any way. As the truth of Christ is in me, this boasting of mine will not be silenced in the regions of Achaia. Not only does Paul boast, he, he refuses to be silent. It's kind of a, his this is me moment from the greatest showman. I, I will boast. My boasting will not be silent. So is boasting bad or not? Well, the issue is not simply boasting bad, not boasting good. It's a bit more subtle than that. It's what you boast in that matters. And in fact, there are lots of times in Paul's letters that boasting is seen as a good thing. At Romans 5.3, we boast in our sufferings. Earlier in the letter, 2 Corinthians 5, we're not commending ourselves to you again, but giving you, Corinthians, cause to boast in us. Or 2 Corinthians 7.4, my boasting in you is great. And so let's just spend a few moments thinking about boasting. Three questions. Why is Paul concerned about boasting? Why are so many references made to boasting in this part of the letter? What is bad boasting and what is good boasting? So why is Paul concerned about boasting? Why is it here in this letter? As we saw last week, now 2 Corinthians is written against the backdrop of the influence of the so-called super apostles uh, who had the ear of the Corinthians. And Paul is desperate to win the Corinthians back to himself, not because of his ego, but because the super apostles were really false apostles. They were actually preaching a different Jesus and their ministry methods detracted from the gospel message. And so Paul's desperate to win them back to himself for their own sake. Uh, So when Paul defends himself or commends himself, he's not on an ego trip. He loves the Corinthians and he wants to win them back for their sake. But he does defend himself. Verse 7, look at what's before your eyes. If anyone's confident that he is Christ, let him remind himself that just as he is Christ, so also are we. So why does Paul boast? Well, he boasts to undermine the super apostles and win the Corinthians back to himself. Again, just just need to glance on a little bit. Uh, Chapter 11, verse 10. uh, As the truth is in me, the boasting of mine will not be silenced in the regions of Achaia. And why? Because I do not love you. God knows I do. And what I'm doing, I'll continue to do in order to undermine the claim of those who would like to claim that in their boasted mission they work on the same terms as we do. Chapter 11, verse 18, since many boast according to the flesh, I too will boast. Super apostles boast, so Paul is going to boast. And where he ends up in this kind of train of his argument is chapter 12, where he says, I'll boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest on me. That's why he boasts in his weaknesses. And then he says, if I've been a fool... You forced me to it, for I ought to have been commended by you. 
our relationship should have been secure. And then he says, for I was not at all inferior to the super apostles, even though I am nothing. So if the super apostles are going to talk about achievements and accomplishment and to try and kind of draw the Corinthians away, Paul is going to talk about his weaknesses. And so the glory goes to Christ. Our weaknesses magnify Christ. And so it's this wonderful example of Paul that he boasts in his weaknesses. And uh, we should follow Paul on this. Uh, He's the polar opposite to the super apostles. There is to be a humble, self-deprecating character to every Christian. Uh, We focus, we make much of our weaknesses, especially every Christian leader. Uh, The triumphalist, look at me attitude is deeply unchristian. So that's kind of where he's heading, boasting and weakness. But that's not all he says about his boasting. He doesn't simply boast in his weakness. So back in our passage, he shows us, as we said, there's a wrong way to boast and a right way to boast. Or actually, it's not so much the way you boast or how you boast, it's what you boast in. So first point, the wrong place to boast, qualifications and achievements. The super apostles, as we said, uh, boast according to the flesh. But Paul is not going to boast according to the flesh. Uh, The super apostles had uh, adopted the criteria of the world to commend their ministries. Uh, So verse 12 of our passage, chapter 10, verse 12, not that we dare to classify or compare ourselves uh, with some of those who are commending themselves. When they measure themselves by one another and compare themselves with one another, they are without understanding. Uh, Boasting is the human counterpart to divine commendation. So these things point to the fact that I am approved by God. And that's the issue in 2 Corinthians. Who is approved by God? Is it the super apostles who the Corinthians are being drawn to, or is it Paul himself? How do we know whose ministry is genuine? How do I know that my ministry is genuine? Well, the way we don't do it is by comparing ourselves to others. We have more people. Our youth group is better. Our budget is bigger than theirs. We must be the real deal. That's what the false apostles were doing. They're measuring themselves against one another. And they're since doing precisely what the Pharisee was doing in Jesus' parable. I thank you, God, that I am not like other men. That's something that sadly continues to affect churches and Christian leaders today. Rather than measuring ourselves by God's standards, we measure ourselves against each other. We think we're okay because we're better than them. Uh, What was more, these super apostles were not just comparing themselves to each other, they were doing so using their own made-up criteria, uh, ability to to speak, how much they charged uh, for their their speaking, what kind of uh, ecstatic experiences they'd had. So they weren't even comparing themselves, which is bad, Uh, they were doing it with non-biblical criteria. And again, it's very easy to fall into this subtle trap today. Uh, the comparison game, even using non-biblical criteria. Perhaps it's sadly a game we can play at college too. We're an academic institution. Marks matter. They help you to measure your progress in your understanding. Uh, Marks, essays, exams are not evil. They're not evil. uh, Unless they become the thing by which you define yourself, particularly over against other people or in relation to God. 
coming out of more college with a degree is, is a good thing. It's a wonderful thing. Or an advanced diploma. It's a good thing. But it is not something that in and of itself commends you to God or to other people. Uh, but don't we have the tendency, whatever circles we're in, to judge success and to speak of progress in an outward and worldly way, just like the super apostles? Uh, we speak of numbers, which perhaps has its place, uh, but do we speak about increased maturity, sacrifice, prayerfulness, hunger, patience in suffering as a measure of progress when we speak to others about our ministry? What do we look for when we're learning from uh, models of ministry? Uh, maybe this is a bit close to the bone, but what do you look for in a student minister position? What do you look for in a post-college position? Isn't it all too often numerical and outward impressiveness that draws us and excites us? And at that point, don't we show that we're uh, just the same as the super apostles in our boasting? And the wrong place to boast, qualifications, achievement, the right place to boast, responsibilities and people given by God. The right place to boast, the right things to boast in are our responsibilities and the people that are given by God. That is the thread that runs through this passage. That is what I think is, is uh, uniquely emphasized in this passage in connection with boasting. Chapter 10, verse 8, even if I boast a little too much of our authority, which the Lord gave for building you up and not for destroying you, I'll not be ashamed. Chapter 10, verse 13, we'll not boast beyond limits, but we'll boast uh, only with regard to the measure of the standard which God has assigned to us to reach even to you. The right place to boast is the gifts and responsibilities which we have been given by God. And it's verses 13 to 15 where we zero in and, and, and Paul unpacks this. Let's just look at these verses uh, for a moment. But we will not boast, verse 13, in unmeasurable things, but will boast only with regard to the measure of the standard which God has assigned to us to reach even to you. We won't boast in unmeasurable unmeasurable things, things that we shouldn't appeal to, uh, other people's uh, achievements, that's what the super apostles uh, were doing, but we will boast, Paul says, with regard to the measure of the standard which God has assigned to us. What does he mean? Part of our problem is that the word boast in English is negative. It's negative. So here's the official definition of the word boast from Wikipedia. Um, boasting is to speak with excessive pride and self-satisfaction about one's achievements, possessions, or abilities. Okay, it's, it's, it's prideful speech. But, as we said, Paul can speak about boasting in this other way. He can speak about uh, it in connection with suffering and, and weakness and Christ. And here, it, it's boasting in, term, in connection with his responsibility to the Corinthians. So what does to boast mean in the New Testament? Well, here's a more helpful definition uh, from a world-leading New Testament scholar, Lionel Windsor. Um, to, to, boast, to boast in the New Testament means to verbalize what we have confidence in. I think that's a brilliant definition, which I think unlocks this passage and this letter. To, to verbalize what we have confidence in. Boasting is to verbalize what we have confidence in. And you can see then it can have a negative dimension, but it can also have a positive dimension. Paul won't put his confidence in. He won't verbalize that confidence in the flesh. 
in the things that the super apostles were doing. The super apostles, they, they boasted in their abilities, but they also boasted in their influence on the Corinthians. They wrongly pointed to the Corinthians as the measure of their commendation from God. Uh, forget about Paul. We're the ones who are really kind of influencing you. In, repo- in response, uh, Paul says, no, it was us, me and my apostolic colleagues. Verse 14, we're not overextending ourselves as though we didn't reach you. We were the first to come all the way to you with the gospel of Christ. So we're not boasting beyond limits in the labors of others. And then look what, what he will boast in, what he will put his confidence in. Verse 15, our hope is that as your faith increases, our area of influence among you may be greatly enlarged. So not boasting in others' labors, but hoping for your growth in faith. In other words, we... We boast in God's work in your life. We have a God-given responsibility for you, and we are confident that God will be at work in you. And we express that confidence. We boast about it. That is what I think, in this context at least, he means by verse 17, that the one who boasts, boasts in the the Lord. In this context, it's it's not about salvation directly. It's about his ministry, his confidence in God's approval in him. And the fact that God is at work in the people that God has given him to serve. And he said it throughout the letter. Uh, Chapter 7, verse 4, my boasting uh, in you is great. Uh, Chapter 3, perhaps most uh, clearly, uh, you yourselves, Corinthians, you are our letter of recommendation. You're a letter from Christ written by the Spirit, delivered by us. Paul boasts in the people that God has given him to serve. Quite striking, but... What he's doing is he's verbalizing his confidence that God is at work in the Corinthians. This right boasting that God, that Paul speaks about here is verbalizing our confidence in the work that God is doing in the people he has given us to serve. So we don't boast in our qualifications. We don't boast in the things that other people have achieved, but we boast in our responsibilities. We boast in the people that God is working in through us. Paul is not averse to boasting. We've seen it uh, in our passage. We see it across his letters. Uh, But here we see him verbalizing his confidence in the fact that God is at work in the Corinthians. If you're a youth group leader, if you're a Bible study leader, if next year you take charge of a congregation, there is a right sense in which you can and should boast in the people the Lord has given you to serve. Uh, These are an appropriate object of your boasting. Not the wrong boasting of achievement and qualification. Look at me, I have a congregation, I'm so special. But the focused boasting of rightly defining your ministry in terms of the people that God has given you to serve. Of realizing the way that the Lord commends your ministry is by giving growth to the people you're responsible for. I don't think it's a coincidence that 2 Corinthians is the most emotional of Paul's letters where he expresses his affection for a church most deeply and clearly. And the same letter that speaks the most about boasting. I think the two go together. He's not a cold professional, just doing my job type of pastor. He is someone who deeply, deeply loves his people. We would would live with you and we would die with you. And he expresses his confidence that these are the people that God has given him and these are the people that God is at work in. I'm not sure if Paul was alive today whether he would be on Twitter, uh, but I'm sure that if he was, he wouldn't uh, humble brag. But he might tweet something like this. 
I am confident that the Lord is working through me to build up the Corinthian church, and I'm not ashamed to say it. Hashtag right boasting. <laughs> let's, let's pray. Let's pray. Our Father, we do thank you for the example of the Apostle Paul. Uh, we thank you for this uh, right boasting in the responsibility that you gave him of uh, the Corinthians and your work uh, in their lives and the affection with which he wrote uh, to them. We do thank you for this wonderful model of someone deeply, deeply loving the people that he uh, serves. And we do pray that we would imitate Paul as he imitates the Lord Jesus. And we pray it for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen.